Good morning, everyone. We're in the book of Ruth, as you know, and chapter 1, verses 19 to 22 says this. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? What I want to highlight is what Naomi said about herself, and the next time, God willing, what she said about others. Firstly, then, what she said about herself. Call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? As we know, Naomi means pleasantness, cheerfulness, and well-pleasing. Mara, however, means bitterness, sorrow, and grief. As we've said previously, generally names indicate character in our Bibles. When Naomi left to go to Moab, her life was consistent with her name. She was pleasant, cheerful, and as we've seen, pleasing to God. But that which Naomi uh, had, had happened to her in Moab seems to have robbed her of those beautiful characteristics. So what she's saying to those who are welcoming her back to Bethlehem is, my name needs to be changed to Mara, because that's how I feel about myself. I'm in bitterness of soul and overcome with grief, sadness, emptiness and loss. She says, I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty. She says when she left Bethlehem, she was full and complete, perhaps in the sense of family, a husband and two sons. Materially, her husband and sons meant provision and protection for her. Spiritually, she was personally living in the fullness of the Lord's grace and favour. However, now she's returned, she's willing and ready to confess that she's lost everything. She is now empty. How easy it is to allow the adverse circumstances in my Christian life to make me feel that I've lost all the fullness and joy that I once had and to feel totally empty. How easy it is for us to become overwhelmed with the bitter experiences of life that some of us have to face, that they engulf our souls to the point of almost total dejection, those feelings are so severe sometimes that they can dramatically change us, and often not for the better. Our names, so to say, our character and our behaviour is changed to such a degree that we're no longer the person that we once were. How sad that often is. But it doesn't have to be that way. You see, in Naomi's case, God had a purpose in what he had permitted. It's spiritually as well as physically impossible to fill a vessel with something 
completely new and different that hasn't first been emptied. Can I repeat that? It's spiritually as well as physically impossible to fill a vessel with something completely new and different that hasn't first been emptied. We'll see in a moment that that's exactly what the Lord had been doing. This process is actually only relatively for a moment. It's not intended to be permanent. It's the value of the shadow, and we're going through it to the other side, and God has no intention for us to remain in it. Scripture says in Hebrews chapter 12, no chastening, that is, the training of a child, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto those who are exercised thereby. So Naomi says, The Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me, and the Lord has brought me home again empty, and the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me. We've stated previously that there is no evidence that this dear woman was to blame, was party to or complicit in them as a family going down into Moab. But here she is accepting that what has happened to her is because the Lord, the Almighty, has been dealing with her. How beautiful and amazing it is to see and hear the evidence of humility, contrition and selflessness. As we look into our own experience, are we willing and ready to say what she said? Have we got sufficient faith and confidence in our gracious and all-loving God to understand that what he is doing and has permitted isn't designed to destroy us and leave us empty, but rather to fill us with himself and make us something we could never have been without that painful process of emptying? Just recently I heard someone close to me say that even though they weren't to blame for a certain situation, they accepted responsibility for it and that vital lessons were being learned by that experience. It may be I'm speaking to someone today that has been through or maybe still going through extremely difficult or even tragic circumstances. That situation, you may feel, is certainly not due to any fault or failure on your part. Nevertheless, you've been left with a consequential pain. What then are your reactions to the seeming injustice and unfairness of being left with that dreadful emptiness and loss? Is it one of anger and resentment? Or can you perhaps experience something of Naomi's contrite spirit of humility and acceptance? and therefore be able to see God's hand in it all. Not his hand, I would say, of judgment, but of welcome, home, future provision, restoration, and the amazing recompense of being used, like Naomi, used to bring Christ into the picture. Bring Christ more evidently in your life and mine. 
Had this emptying not taken place, there would never have been a Ruth, a Boaz, a marriage, and a baby born that was the grandfather of King David, and through them the genealogy of the coming Christ, the Saviour of the world. Isn't that amazing? What is God doing in your life and mine? Look for his hand at work and it will change how you are, how you feel and how you accept what we might think of as what life has presented us with. But actually, it's what God has permitted in order to first empty us and then to fill us with something of much greater worth and infinitely greater value. May the Lord bless his word to you today. God willing, we'll deal with the second part next time. God bless.